0: That's the podcast coach for March 24th, 2018. Welcome aboard. This is where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the school of And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from the average guy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday
1: morning to you. Happy uh, technically challenged morning as we try to get this thing up and running. It's one of those live things, right? Where. It just goes bad. And once it starts going bad, it goes
0: really bad. So yeah. I started uh, yeah. I started this at 10 o'clock. Uh, and I thought, you know what? I haven't rebooted my computer in a while. And I know, I think it was last week, where my, my audio kept going out every now and then. And I was like, you know what? Let's do a reboot. And my options were to update and reboot or update and shut down. And I was like, oh. Now, in theory, I should have said cancel and just stuck where I was at. But I rebooted and updated and uh nothing has worked since then, basically. So luckily we're on my laptop. If you're wondering why I look like Max Headroom, I'm on the world's oldest laptop.
1: That's, hey, that's it's not actually that bad, Dave. It was worse when we first started, but it's kind of picked up. Different angle for most people, yeah. but it's not too bad. <laughs>
0: yeah. You get to see the hallway now. That's that's fun. Ooh. So there you, you go, know. bonus, bonus yeah. content. Yeah, um, but uh, luckily had a twenty one hundred sitting here, and I'm like, all right, let's just because uh, if I plugged in the mixer, now we're back to the same problem of my audio occasionally cutting out. I'm like, you know what? When in doubt, just go with the twenty one hundred, and uh, and you're good to go. So you, you uh, know, while we talk a lot about of equipment
1: in the communities, you know, good equipment is important, and and you know it it is one of those things, you know, Dave, that like you're on a kind of a substandard laptop at this point and it's working right yeah. but yeah. it's not just working right or the way you want it to and so i always you know kind of my advice for podcasters is on hardware if you're if you're going to skimp on anything don't skimp on your hardware like really especially on the pc side uh now mac they don't let you skimp right they you, huh. there's one it's a 1984 right there's one thing you can buy it's <clears throat> and that's not technically true but you have to buy good equipment with Macs. It's just not gonna. They're just not gonna let you buy crappy stuff. Windows, totally different world. And you can, you know, you get into the Best Buy and you start like, well, I'm coming in for this twelve hundred dollar laptop. But wait a minute, there's this one for nine hundred. But wait a minute, there's this one for yeah. six hundred. Ooh, I could get this, you know, what we used to call netbooks for four hundred. And pretty soon you have a really crappy piece of equipment. So, <laughs> like, yeah. don't skimp on those things.
0: When I bought this, I bought it. I'm like, look, I just need a laptop to check email. And occasionally run a PowerPoint. I'll just take it with me on the road. And I don't really do much on the road. And so I got the next to the cheapest. And it's the, it's, I have pretty much, uh, what's the word, buyer's remorse. I've, I've been remorseful since the minute I bought it. I was like, because the minute I took it on the road, I'm like, wait, I'm doing more than just checking email and running PowerPoint on it. I'm like, yeah, that was a bad idea. So, and Mike, now it's just Well, you don't want to like just chuck it and buy a new one. Cause then I'm out the, I think I paid like 500 bucks for this, maybe right. less, you know, because well, the other ones were.
1: Move yeah. it
0: downstream into a process. That's not, not, not
1: as important, not, you know, you're not going to use it for where it's going to be critical. My coward makes a good point in the chat room. Um, he says for his two main PCs that does his live production, he says he does the reboot the day before the live show, never the day yeah. And that's a good, that's, I think that's actually probably good policy. Sometimes you think you can sneak it in like, you're like, Oh, I'll just reboot. This isn't going to take very long. Right. Boom. You're done. (laughs) 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 Um, I should, while we're talking about this, I should make an update because we are getting close to the Windows 10, the next Windows 10 launch for the 18, they are calling it 1803 today. So in April, we're going to see a brand new version of Windows 10. And I say that, it's really just got some updates to it. It's not that big of a deal. For podcasters, I always kind of give you guys an, an update. It will come through probably in Patch Tuesday which is the second, I think it's second Tuesday in the, of the month. You just might want to be aware. It's always big. It's a big update. It's going to take over your PC for 20 minutes. That you might want to plan for. It won't do it automatically or it shouldn't do it automatically, but um, you'll want to plan for. I haven't seen anything. I've been testing it. I haven't seen anything. You know, There's 1.5 billion Windows users. So who, who knows about your the way you've got it set up? I haven't seen anything that's going to change anything for podcasters. So if you want to take it on, It'll be available right away. I'm just not seeing. Again, test, test, test. Don't do the install the day before <laughs> you have a really important event. That might be something you want to give yourself a couple days in case you have yeah. to roll it back. Just helpful tech tip. You can roll it back. So mm-hmm. if it rolls out and you're having problems, roll that sucker back. You have you have a good 30 days to roll it back before Windows is going to delete those uh, the backup files that you need to get it back. So try it. Test it. It's coming. Be ready for it. It'll, it'll
0: be coming in April. That'll be fun. Excellent. Hey, uh, speaking of rolling things back, I guess that's a transition. Oh, there you uh, go. The uh,
1: w- What's the hashtag? Delete Facebook? Oh, yeah. The delete. Th- I've been on <laughs> this morning. I said, how many of you have deleted your Facebook account? Oh, oh wait. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think, Dave, the question is not whether you're deleting it or not, uh, but how is it affecting your community? We, I have gotten a lot of feedback and a lot of my customers for Gallup, we use Facebook kind of as, I'd say it's, it's our primary social platform. We use it a lot for that. I've gotten a lot, especially the Europeans, kind of pinging me on like, hey, what are you going to do? Are we leaving? And so, you know, I kind of had that question. Are you, mm-hmm. as, as podcasters, are we hearing that from our communities? Where Because a lot of us have Facebook groups where we've gathered a lot of people there. And I'm wondering if they're going to start hearing like, hey, are you going to do something different? I want to leave Facebook, but I can't leave it because I have this. and That's a real problem.
0: Yeah, it's. Um, I guess the big question is, it's so weird because there's what, eight bazillion people on Facebook and then everybody is actually thinking about, yeah, I think I'm just going to ditch it. And uh, I'll be interested to see, how much of this is just a news story hype, and like actually, how many people actually do leave? I I think if I were to just guess, I've always thought the younger people would be the first to ditch it because the minute your parents are on it, it's not cool anymore. So I'll be interested to uh, to see if this is actually just a news story or if actually people are if it actually like you know, get some legs. Yeah, well, the, the numbers for that demographic are already pretty low. When we
1: think about they're out there, they're stalking us, by the way, they they don't they say they don't have Facebook accounts, but the Facebook account numbers would say differently. They just stalk on Facebook. They don't want to be left out. So they are out there. They just don't participate. But uh, their, their numbers are way, way down on Facebook. If you're doing podcasting for a very young audience, Facebook is probably not where you want to be. Or a platform you necessarily want to use and draw people to. Uh, every situation is different. So you have to, you have to measure that. But it, it will be interesting to see. I mean, the momentum is building against Facebook at this point. And it will be interesting to see the drawback, Dave, is there is no other service today that can do what Facebook is doing. When right. MySpace was in, there were 17 other services that, that, that people could jump to. We all ended up jumping to Facebook when MySpace began to go away or or we all moved to Facebook. And that's why that is why it went away. But um, there aren't a lot of like there's no because Facebook is so big, there's no one making services like this. I have seen a big movement, especially in the cryptocurrency communities towards Telegraph and Discord servers where they're setting up their own. They're kind of setting up their own. their own communities that way in self-hosting. So, um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, there are other self-hosting options. I just don't know if there's any turnkey. Hey, let's just all go over here. Cause that's not LinkedIn for sure. That's not right. you don't get that kind of interaction on Instagram. Not, not going to have, by the way, owned by Facebook, right? (laughs) That's true. Yeah. So, you know, you're like, uh, I mean, it really is a different climate today than it was 10 years ago when when we were trying to figure all this stuff out.
0: For those of you wondering, why are we not going to David? Uh, that's actually me trying to join on my PC. And you can see that the camera's not working, although the camera's on. So this is another weird thing. My camera is being used by something, but who, who knows what. But I'll be interested to see, not to derail the Facebook talk. Um, I cannot see the chat room. That's the one thing I'm like, I'm glad I have the Internet I'll, back I'll up. Bring, it's good to know that. I'll bring those questions in as we have them. Yeah, because now Chrome is saying it's not responding on my PC. So I don't know what's going on over there.
1: It's, you're, having a, you're having a bad technology morning, much like yeah.
0: Facebook is having a bad
1: technology <laughs> yeah. weekend.
0: Well, I just saw um, like Zuckerberg got called to Congress for something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, well, he, they, you know it. it's just a it is a uh, it's a fiasco right now. And it is a big political, unfortunately, I think this has become a big political problem, not necessarily a social media problem. Uh, everyone I've said, Stephen Steven, uh, chimed in as well. Um, he's in the chat room now, but he chimed in as well on, on something we were talking about. You know, uh, for people who really thought Facebook wasn't using their data, like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, <laughs> seriously? Like, you're just now waking up. Okay, Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> like, did you just wake up and realize, you know, and so there's a little bit of the there's a, the absurdity of that. Right. And it, and I think it just goes to show don't be a sheeple. Right. Yeah. Don't just follow the crowd. I mean, understand what's going on. Know what's happening. Um, you know, if you have a Facebook group, that's certainly a whole lot different than using the social feed. And are we influenced by it? Yeah. But don't man, don't don't um, like have a brain. Don't. Don't just follow everything that's going on. But it in the current political climate here, especially here in the United States, it's just really, God, it's just out of hand. So yeah. um, I don't, I think there's very little, I mean, you know, uh, this has been done before, to be honest with you. I mean, there have been other presidential administrations that have used Facebook data to, this isn't a new thing that Trump did. He's just following what have others have done in the past.
0: Well, I remember, so, I, you know, I, I forget where I was at it was some pod camp and there was a guy there that was like a Facebook like guru. And he was saying, and this is nothing surprising. He goes at the time, I want to say Schwarzenegger, somebody was campaigning for Trump and he said, we could go in and look at people that follow Schwarzenegger and are within a 20 mile radius of this and that. And he goes, it's amazing how much, uh, how you can just dig down. If you really want to get to a certain type of people, he goes, because of all the stuff that people share on Facebook, he goes, we can really figure out exactly who we want to talk to. And he goes, and then he just, you know, put stuff in front of them and see if they follow it or not. So
1: Stephen says, uh, I want my data safe. I'm going to go back to emailing everyone at their Gmail address from my Gmail address on my Android phone. (laughs) Like, if you don't think Google knows everything about you and where you're at and what you're doing, I mean, uh, your phone is a lot more of a data liability than your than Facebook or, or even your email. All those things are being tracked. So that's a good point. He also... He also makes a point. He says, so they have a private Facebook group for Gunna Geek, uh, for the Gunna Geek Network members. And over the last year or so, they've attempted to move and uh, see if there's any interest in migrating to something like Slack or Discord. And it's never panned out because people have generally preferred Facebook. This week, one of our members is leaving Facebook. It will be interesting to see if it leads to that Slack slash Discord movement actually happening. That's true. And if your group is small enough, Slack is great. Like if you have, I have 10,000 people in my group.
0: On Facebook,
1: no, Slack's not going to work. There's not, not, yeah. not, not, not a, not a, not a flying, just, yeah, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it was, it was going to get inappropriate. Um, so it, it uh, you can, uh, you have to kind of weigh that, but Steven could be right in this case that we could be, this could be a catalyst to some, will this be the thing that sinks it? No, not even close. Not there's so many people like that whole, that whole conversation started because someone jumped in the group and said, Hey, I'm seeing this delete hashtag thing on Facebook. What happened? Like, you know, and, and so you're like, um, okay. So most, I shouldn't say most, some people have no idea what's going on.
0: Yeah. It'll be fun to watch. I know, uh, um, I'm trying, I'm still fighting things behind the scenes. That's ah, okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, I remember, cause I remember, I'm going to say five years ago, I said, you know, don't put all your eggs in the Facebook basket. I said, because you know, I've seen bigger things fail, uh, scale wise and people are like, oh, there's no way. And I just, I always throw out the story of mp3.com. There were musicians making a living on mp3.com and they were stupid and they would tell people go to mp3.com slash Dave Jackson or whatever, you know, your address was. And, um, then they got sued because all sorts of people like SoundCloud were putting illegal music on that, uh, they got bought and sold and bought and sold and bought and sold. And I don't know what even is at mp3.com at this point. But the bad news is when it got shut down for a while, all those people that said, go to mp3.com slash my name, they had no email list. They had no website. They put everything. They just, why would I? I would just why would I spend money on my own website? I'll just direct them to mp3.com. And I'm like, so everybody that's, you know, putting all their bag, like bi- they're building their house on Facebook. I'm like, no, Facebook is, I've always said, you have your own website. And then Facebook and all these other places are satellite offices. So if, you know, if that shuts down, you're not losing your whole operation. So, um, well, I think there's some good advice
1: of just for podcasters. And this is hard because if you built your community out there, um, and I just had somebody post this on on, on my thread on Facebook, but you can delete the Facebook app and not delete Facebook. So uh, you can choose, you know, if you're having, if you're struggling with it, I can choose, just delete it off your phone, right? For some people, there's an addictive tendency and I'm probably one of them, Oh yeah, right? Any, every five seconds pulling that out to see if something, you know, so what's changed, what's changed, what's changed, you know? And just delete the app. I, I can't remember who it was, but they're kind of, they they have done that and said, um, I think ironically they announced they were doing that on Facebook, but they, uh, you know, you're, it's like, hey, I'm deleting the app. I'm just going to go clean for a couple of weeks and keep it off my phone. That doesn't mean I can't get to it on the web. I can't get to it through a browser, but it's much more difficult to get to my phone. So I think that's a nice middle ground. If you're struggling with it
0: a little bit, uh, just delete the app off your phone. Yeah. That's uh what was I just, I forget what I was listening to. And they were talking about like phone addiction and the fact that people are just walking, you know, we're walking around with a little computer in our pocket right now. And they said, uh, the hardest part is so, and I'm guilty of this myself, we use it as our alarm clock. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing you do is you shut off your alarm and then you check email or whatever it is. So it's like, it's, you know, within the first minute, your head's back in the same old, same old. And I'm like, ugh. So, um, and for me, I just found out this morning that I, I wanted to get up earlier. And so I stuck my phone across the room. You can go, hey, what's her name on the Apple phone? and have her stop your alarm. That's a really bad feature because Why
1: did you tell me that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So I was, cause it doesn't, it just, it, she, cause she comes up, she hears you and that's enough to get the alarm to quit. And then she's just kind of sitting there waiting for you to say something. And then you don't eventually, she just goes, doink it goes away. But the bottom line is your alarm is shut off. And I'm like, uh, that's not good. <laughs> that could be a bad problem. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, convenience is always 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 the opposite of security and so the more convenient it is the less secure it's going to be in 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 many cases and so it's just it it's something i think it's a good this is a good conversation to just grapple with in your own mind and come to your own conclusion on what are you comfortable with and you know i always said you know when the nsa was listening to every single phone call that we were making in america i always said well then you know Don't make phone calls that are, you know, don't, don't do the wrong things. And I get to invasion of privacy and all that other stuff that's going on, but it's, you kind of got to know what you're doing in that, in that case. And it's like nothing you put online, you have to, you have to know they're going to market to you. That's how they make money. And so just be smarter than that and don't fall into the trap uh, that they put there. But it is one big gigantic marketing, right? What's YouTube's business? I mean, what's Google's business? It's search marketing. Right. That's really, at the end of the day, that's what they make money
0: on. So, yeah, be buyer beware. Just be careful. It'll be fun to watch. I know uh, I now have the chat room. I have it going on my oh, laptop. Good good, 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 So I see where Kim said something like, if you're not the, where did she put it? Uh, if you're not the customer, you're the product.
1: Totally. Yeah, totally. She also told you to buy an alarm clock. Uh, the one yeah. I want is the one that's on <laughs> uh, Groundhog Day where that, you know, the, oh, where- yeah the things i remember those yeah a little radio on there you can listen to kgor and wake up in the morning steve (laughs) sleeper appreciate that one uh
0: so that'll be fun um to see how that pans out i know emily had mentioned another platform that i never heard of um mastodon is seeing a spike in signups because of the facebook backlash so there's been a few of those. I forget the one. I thought it had gone away. And I got an email the other day where it's like, we miss you at blah, blah, blah. I forget the. I can't remember the name of the platform, but it was supposed to be like the Facebook killer because it was um, it was it was like Facebook. Five years ago, like without all the bells and whistles, it was just, you know, social interaction. And I'm like, eh, I think they all I mean, think about it. I used to there there comes a point where things get so big, like my Twitter. The reason I don't use Twitter as much is when I go there, it's just a fire hose of trying trying to see what's going on with people. So then you have to make lists of people that you really want to check so that it's not on your screen for a half a second. Or you then have to go to everybody's Twitter to see what they're up to. And that's kind of, I think, what most people are doing with Facebook, which is you create a, a group of people that you really want to interact with. And then you're – because a lot of times it just seems like when I go to Facebook – Somebody's going to ask a question like, who wants more money? Leave a gift below. Okay. And then you go to the next person and it's like, I don't know. It just seems like it's a lot of just, let's let's put a post here that everybody can comment on that really doesn't affect anything. Not that I expect people to, you know, solve world peace on Facebook, but it's just like eh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Is there anybody here I really care about? Uh, maybe not. Um, wait, oh, okay. You know, and then you'll finally see one person. You're like, oh, that's cool. Um, and there's Clay Groves from uh, Fish Nerds. And his, he, he was, he, Clay does this thing. He takes a blue dino or dino, like a a, a dino from Flintstones. Mm-hmm. It's about this big. And he, when he can't take his kids, he takes this <laughs> and he takes pictures like dino's on vacation. It was hilarious. Um, so that was cool. But uh, there's there's
1: some good stuff out there. I mean, I I really appreciate keeping up with my friends on Facebook. It's, it's, you know, scroll through it and see what's going on. For some folks, it's gotten really political. We find great value in our group. I mean, I, I, I don't, that is, I have, I don't know, seven of them, probably seven different ones at Gallup. And one of them's really, really active. One of them's secret and private just for certified coaches. And I find great amount great amount of value in being able to communicate with everyone around the world all the time and in all these certain, certain circumstances. You know, you you're not out of the woods if you create your own thing. So say like, oh, I'll set up my own Discord server. Well, um, now you got to think about GDPR, and you got to start thinking like, okay, am I going to be compliant with the European Union and their data compliances? Now that I own this box and I own the software technically, and I'm drawing people to it. If there's going to be data in it, if we're going to keep people's names in it, do I have the right legal disclosures on the front end? You know, you have to start thinking about those things now. In In my setting, I would be doing it as a professional, right? I'd be doing it for or on behalf of Gallup. Just not as easy as just, oh, we'll, we'll just set up a Discord server. It's open source software. We could just do it. Well, no, you can't just do it, right? Yeah. You have to. There's a lot of legal legal ramifications you got to think through. GDPR. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Dan. I was just
0: going to ask you, Mike.
1: Was that a band back in the '90s? Like it it was. Yeah, I think they did a song called America or something. (laughs) So um, GDPR is some regulations that's come down in the European Union to really protect data. It just it really in in an essence, it's really complicated. But to make it simple, is data that's generated in Europe needs to stay in Europe for the most part. And you have to do a lot of things. Remember, the right to be forgotten and some of those. I don't know if you've heard about some of those things. So when it comes to data, data compliance, where data rests, uh, what can be done with it, can it be sold, can it be used, all that stuff. The European Union just got sick of talking about this, so they just created their own law. It goes into effect May 25th, I believe. And if you're doing business with with anybody in Europe, you're going to have to comply to their GDPR um, you know uh, rules. And so it's it, for, for, for podcasters, does that really uh, matter? I think in most cases, no. For 99% of the podcasters, if you're making a living uh, and you're collecting customers' data and you're doing some of that stuff like that, you you should probably get a quick primer on GDPR so you know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, because I, um, I know Libsyn is making sure we're whatever that is, GDPR compliant and blah, blah, blah. It's one of those things where it's like, I probably should look at that. Yeah. Just, yep. If you have customers in Europe, that customer information needs to stay in
1: Europe. Like so it and and you have to be able to show you know certain things about it. I mean, it's pretty serious. And it it's one of those things that really kind of ruins it for entrepreneurs because the average entrepreneur just does not have that kind of bandwidth or that kind of legal counsel to be able to go through all their systems and they're shoestringing everything. So, you know, you're not necessarily, hey, well, I'll get an AWS instance in Virginia and I'll set this up. And now I start attracting customers from Europe. Ooh, what do I have to do there? How do I split those? Amazon isn't going to necessarily do it for free. Like you're going to have to set up another AWS instance in Europe. You're going to have to split it. Are those things going to, like, so for the average small business person or entrepreneur, man, that is, it's, un- it's completely unreasonable to think that they can actually handle any of that stuff. So if you are doing work overseas, and when I say overseas, I really mean Europe, you better get a handle on GDPR if you haven't already. Yeah, should be, uh, again, another it's one ugly. that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's going to be May 25th is the is the cutoff date. It will be interesting to see. It's such a big problem. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they could even enforce that. And certainly they're not, well, I shouldn't say this. This is not legal advice. I'm not a lawyer. This yeah. doesn't represent <laughs> any kind of legal but the European Union generally goes after the big players on this. They're right. not a they're not a onesie twosie. That has not that is that's not been the experience in the past. So I, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But it, it does make it more complicated. You know, it, you just have to think about that. Well, I'll just do something on my. Own. I mean, to take this all the way back to the Facebook to the delete Facebook comment. Yes. Uh, you know, Facebook is a super convenient community because it just works and everybody's on it for the most part, right? Yeah. You can, that's the convenience. Security.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know Steven's in the chat room. He had podcast forum. I want to guess he had a forum that was not Facebook. And I I had tried that in the past. And then the minute I made a Facebook group, it was like instant interaction. And I was, I have not been over. I forget what the website is uh, that he has, but it was a non Facebook forum. And I popped over a couple of times, but again, cause I have to remember to go there. I have to remember my password, all that fun-filled stuff. I've always wondered how, because they say, uh, they mention every now and then on um, Better Podcasting that you know, this was a discussion over in their forum. And I've always wondered, uh, you know, do they, is it still going? Is it? Is it dead? Is it, you know, because I would think you'd have to really stoke the fire to get people to go over there. Um, although- it's, Forums are a lot of work. They are. Yeah. We we have one home
1: uh, home server show, old show from 10 years ago that's the forums are still going there's thousands of guys and gals that are out there posting on that but it's curation you have to have heavy moderation it gets spammed all the time you know you got to have your own servers you're paying for instances you know vpss and such so that's a lot of work having your own thing it, having that infrastructure is a lot of work
0: yeah i know uh, mike russell from music radio creative he has some sort of forum thing that actually looks really cool and what he does is, I think it's once a week, he'll send an email out to everybody that says, here's what's being discussed at the forum. You know, click here to join the conversation about this. Click here to talk about that uh, and go that route. So then uh, speaking of talking to people, since I have it up, uh, we do want to thank uh, Greg from uh Jonathan from WeeklyAwesome.com, the one and only Glenn the Geek Hebert from HorseRadioNetwork.com. Joshua Rivers from Podcasting Experiments.com, Mass Trescott from Aviation News Talk.com, and Shane from SpyBrary.com for being awesome supporters. If you'd like to be an awesome supporter and keep the lights on here at Ask the Podcast Coach, go over to Ask slash awesome and uh, join. And um, for anyone keeping up with the story today, my taskbar does not work. Like when I, when I click on the start button in, in windows, uh, which is weird because I was able to launch, I was able to launch Chrome, but I wanted to start the calculator and I have a calculator button on my taskbar and it's a no go. I was going to ask the question, what do you think things are? Well, I can't, I can't even get to the taskbar. So here's what you need to do. You need, when we're done with the show. Shut yeah. everything
1: off. Go to Waffle House, get some lunch. <laughs> come, drink a whole bunch of coffee. Then cut co- because their coffee's really good. Yeah. Then come, and the waffles are good too. Then come back and restart everything, because it's you've yeah. got a ghost, you've got a ghost in the machine, right? You just got one of those things that like yeah. no matter what you're doing, and it, it, yeah. You know, or as soon as we end the call, like oh, the yeah. taskbar will appear. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Micah says in the chat room, a bigger issue for us is making the website ADA compliant. You know, when we think about our own oh, sites, yeah. right? We have to think about ADA uh, compliancy in that. In that um, and ADA is not to to be honest with you, the this doesn't get discovered and handled like the like the European Union. It is they will hammer on small sites to say, because because people will try to go out and visit your site who have disabilities and they can't, and it makes them super mad. Yeah. yeah, And, you know, like, can't you think of me as an example? And I'm I am not compliant on this and I should. But the alt text behind every single picture oh, should yeah. have a description of what the picture is, by the way, great SEO for alt text. So there's oh, yeah. an incentive to do it. Right. But all alt text needs to have a description because that's what the screen reader reads when you hover over a picture. So make sure you're filling in your alt text. Uh, that's there. Um, Mike also follows up and said, we had forums, uh, he pushed it for a long time, but no, nobody wanted to leave Facebook to use it. So it's pretty much dead. That's, I think that's a real common for people who tried forums. They are a ton of work to get people because it's another login. We had, when we moved from Yammer to Facebook in our Gallup group, about half the group was like, thank God. I don't, I don't have to remember my Yammer login anymore. So they were super happy. The other half were like, I love DMR so much. I didn't want to leave. So you're never going to make anybody or everybody happy.
0: Yeah. Um, Kim says, what do you need to do besides alt text?
1: Uh, Colors are important. So uh, the colors and the colors that you use for colorblind people. And and there's a whole, and I don't, uh, listen, I do not pretend to be a specialist or an expert on this. I just know I work with our design team and we're talking about these things all the time. Um, you should also think about um, uh, everything is hoverable. And so what you yeah. might want to do is turn on. <laughs> this is an exercise that's embarrassing. I'll be honest with you. To go If you're in Windows, go in and turn on the accessibility options. In other words, the screen reader where it's going to read it to you and start moving your mouse over all the spots on your website. Just move the mouse over. It's incredible how unhelpful that is for a lot of sites. Yeah, And then start figuring out, OK, how do I make that more? Accessible? How do I put the right words in there? If you are hovering, close your eyes, put a mask on, see if you can navigate your site without seeing it and only hearing it. That'd be a good test. I don't know, Dave, what else? What else have you heard? Uh,
0: In some cases, instead of making, sometimes we'll take general text and we'll manually make it bigger and then manually make it bold instead of using like header tags. Because I think header tags are, might be more ADA kind of compliant than just bold, bigger text. It might, uh, they might be treated differently mm. than that. But I know the big one are pictures. People really, because it, when you hover your mouse over and it says, you know, jkmjx 27jpg it's like, that's not helpful. Blank. Yeah. <laughs> this is blank. Yeah. You're like, and, oh. And especially uh, with links, any kind of links, um, you want to have alt text, because if you're trying to get them to buy something, and they hover over your buy now button and there's nothing that lets them know it's, you know, they hover over it and they see that it's J.K.M. dot 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 dot, dot you know, P.N.G., you know, whereas, if it, you know, that's another thing, you know, name your buy now button "Buy now dot um, because that way, if the event you forget to put the alt text, give them a clue.
1: That's a good, that's a good suggestion. Yeah.
0: yeah. So Emily says in the chat room, don't forget SEO bots
1: read dashes as spaces. So instead of cool pictures JPEG, all one word, because a, re- a screen reader right. wouldn't know how to read that use or SEO, use cool dash pictures JPEG. So that's a good one. And then my coward says ADA for websites is complex. And it is. It's another one you probably need a lawyer for. Yeah. I would stay away from PDFs, but the real issue may be videos to be ADA compliant. The video needs a transcript and maybe more. And that is true. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and there's a lot of pushback in the in the EDA community on using Google's translator as a standard. You're like, oh well, it's translated with Google Translate. Well, that that's actually still not good enough yet. And yeah. so oh, there's some there's some real pushback. I get this question at Gallup all the time. And we don't we don't transcribe our videos. And uh Yeah, mm.
0: I me mean, neither. Then I think yeah. about it,
1: I'm like, huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, Kim says she never thought about the buttons. Yeah. It's a good, this is, it's a hole, to be honest. Like we we are so used to creating sites and we just create and create and create. And we do about 5% of the creation process, which gets it there. But we forget about the 95% underlying SEO and ADA and color palettes and those kinds of things. We forget that if we really want to drive the world to it, it, it's going to need a little bit more work than that. And so we need to create less and make it better. Rather than creating more and have it not being compliant, it's a lot of work.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things that uh, you just don't you don't think about because you're not in that boat. And then when you know, so you need to go find somebody that you know um, <laughs> go go find a blind friend. I'm trying to figure out a polit- politically yeah, correct yeah. way to say that, but to go, hey, can you go my site and and but that's like you said, turn on the screen reader, turn and- off your monitor
1: like uh, there you, you go know, you know, just turn off your monitor and try and navigate without the screen being on and only having only hearing it i mean if you want a real good whole uh, you know come to jesus moment on how good it is to see oh man <laughs> it's it's brutal we've all had that where we've been trying to troubleshoot something and the screen goes blank and it's hidden behind something okay. and you're trying to do all these key combinations and you can't find stuff imagine your whole life being that way so we've Think and listen, this is the pot calling the kettle black. I am yeah. <laughs> the worst at this. If you go to Home Gadget Geeks, I can only imagine. Or I'm sorry, if you go to the average guy at TV, you can only imagine how awful it is. But it's a good reminder like we have to think more about these things.
0: I have a, a question. Um, if we were to assemble a list of things that podcasters do that are a waste of time. Because here's one that I just did the math on. I finally put up a calculator, um, and in here, well, it's point zero 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 five, so three zeros and a five four. And in this case, that represented I had somebody who was freaking out over iHeartRadio because, as you might imagine, they're a little busy over there doing the whole, you know, going Bankruptcy. bankrupt and all. And they've they've always been slow. I remember when they first came on board, and you could submit your show. They're like, oh, yeah, probably two weeks. And in my travels, it's always been 10 to 12, like literally three months to get added over there. So they've always been super slow. And somebody had uploaded a file. And this is something that we all need to think about. You really, this is something I do religiously now, because every time I don't, it bites me in the butt. Listen to your file before you upload it. Because now Google Play Music, Spotify, Uh, and I think I I'd have to think about that. I think iHeart is a pass-through. But there are more and more services coming on that make a copy of your file. And so when you go, oh, man, there's 10 seconds of blank in the middle, getting the world to update that is not as easy as it used to be. And so in this case, I had a, a, understandably, this person didn't want this thing on iHeart. And what was weird is you couldn't play it because he'd removed it. So it was just, the category, it was the episode number and you'd click on it and it would go right to the next episode. Cause there was nothing there. So they needed to like refresh or something like that. And I, I politely pointed out that this is, you know, point, that is actually 0.05% of your downloads are coming from, from iHeart. So it wasn't that it wasn't a problem. It was like, you know, there, there, there are 99.95% other people you know what I mean it's like this is this much of your same thing with um if you look at your storage if you look at your storage and you've got 50 megs of space and you're worried about a file uh, an image file that's 166 kilobytes do the math on that that is like 0.005 percent of your storage is an image and you're like can I get rid of those because they're taking up room no no the problem is you're exporting your files at 192 kilobits per second stereo and that's way 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 overkill but I was just thinking about that. What do because um, I, I heard somebody say we need an article, and I was like, "Well, I might do that of things that people do that they shouldn't in podcasting." And I thought, "Well, review swaps would be like probably something I think that's a waste of time." Um, well, is it? I mean, if it's
1: done right, and I don't mean right in the sense of morality, but right in the sense of execution, they they actually can provide some results. I mean, they're not right
0: ethically, but right. Well, that was my whole question: is if if that doesn't drive you up the charts, then what's the point? I guess it's social proof.
1: Yeah, and I, I there are times when you, you know if you're if you're looking for I again the the percentages are probably pretty small on this, but if someone lands uh, if they find you in Google and a search and they click on your iTunes thing and you go over there, and it's a bunch of rating and reviews. What do we do on Amazon when we're on the fence about buying
0: something? Right. We look look at at reviews. Yeah, that's true. But I also see, even now I know that there are fake reviews on Amazon, totally. even though they, yeah, they totally. crack them down, but I do look for, um, I just bought, I cut the, I'm in the process of cutting my cable, um, which I'll be actually talking about, I think this week on the school of podcasting, because I, um, I don't want to give it away, but anyway, and I went down to the $20 a month plan and saw that really they give me almost nothing. Like I don't have a DVR anymore. They really just, they just want you, they have you one way or another. So it was a matter of asking, you know, do I really need this? Do I really need that? So I bought a, um, whatever you would call it, uh, an HD antenna. And the first one I bought, I got from Walmart and it was supposed to pick up in 360. And they're all the same thing. This is what I've, I've owned two now. And they're all the same thing. It needs to be near a window and it needs to be somewhere up high. Cause the minute I like I was getting like, I couldn't get NBC.
1: Hey, we just hold on before you keep going. Your, your audio just went to crap for me. do okay. uh, so me a favor, mute and unmute. Let's see if we can get you back.
0: So anyway, I went to Walmart, bought this thing, and and whatever like HD antenna that you buy, it needs to be up and it needs to be near a window. So instead of spending fifty bucks at Walmart, which I'm taking it back today because I couldn't get channel three unless I literally held it up about fifteen feet, and I'm like, that's great, except I don't have any. Shelves that I could put this on, you know, it's just like this is not going to work. So I'm going to take that back to Walmart. It was fifty bucks, and then I found another one on Amazon that will show up today for twenty five. That I'm pretty sure is going to be the same exact situation, but it's twenty five dollars cheaper. Um, and I think I can actually like stick it to the wall. It's it's meant to be stuck on a wall. I'm like, all right, that'll work. But um, and I forget why I was talking about that uh, cutting the cable. Oh, um, yeah. Um, so just the fact that. No, I almost had it. And then, because um, I know we were talking about things that podcasters do.
1: Yeah. That, or they shouldn't do that aren't very valuable. Time. So was it cable, waste of time? Maybe, trying to yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe that's it. So it was just a case of I had a, I was paying for a lot of stuff that was a waste of time. Right. You know, and it was like, because what I ended up doing was my cable went from my, I don't know, probably over a hundred bucks for just the cable part because I was getting Showtime and HBO. That's what woke me up. I had free Showtime and HBO for a year and my, then my year was up and I opened up my cable and I was like, whoa, what what happened here? And so, um, so in the process of doing that, it really had to think like, do I, do I watch that much TV? And the thing that's hilarious is I bought a brand new giant 55 inch TV on Black Friday. And I, re- I mean, I watch it while I eat my lunch. That's it. And maybe a little breakfast. But the rest of the time, I'm in my office or, or out and about. And so uh, so that's a waste of time for me to be yeah. paying for that. So well, your cable bill, too. I mean, think about there's people
1: skimping bet- that are, you know, they're uh, they're trying to save money between a 15 and a 20 dollar plan at Lipson. Like, so it's five bucks, but they're paying one hundred and seventy nine dollars for their cable. Right. Well, and like, and, you know, uh, come on guys, let's what, what's important to you? And if cables is important then continue to spend $179 on it, but
0: well, even if you if you look at, you know, a $15 plan, it's 50 cents a day. Yeah. You know, it's like and yet they're, you know, pounding Starbucks and Mountain Dew and and who knows what else, you know, or they're still getting a newspaper that sits on the kitchen table and never gets read we just get the weekends and we used to get it because of the um the coupons coupons
1: and just so i got the bill excuse me i got the bill from them this week you know uh, prices are going up 22 dollars for three newspapers on the weekend right and wow yeah yeah that and i was like you know i think we're done like and i need to i need to call them and cancel but it, it was one of those things like and I love the paper, like the paper is one of my favorite things. I love to sit down with a cup of coffee and yeah. just go through the paper. It's super relaxing and it's a ton of fun. But you know what? I can go to Starbucks and buy the paper there. I'll I'll spend a lot less. Uh, I, and I'll get coffee, uh, right. really good <laughs> coffee. So, you know, you're like, uh, but David is I, I think sometimes, you know, or, or we do crazy things. You know, we spend five dollars to save a nickel. And you're like, I think it's really, really important. Look at those processes, audit them, take a look at all the things you're spending money on or things you're not spending money on. And if you did, would make your life a whole lot better. I think uh, Buffer is a good example. They're changing all their plans at Buffer right now. And they're trying. They're trying to be profitable. <laughs> That's what they're trying to do. <laughs> you know. And so uh, they're changing their plans. And at first, you know, I've had the free plan. It allows me to post ten times in different places. It's got all that integration. And as I was thinking through this, I'm like, okay, they're cha- they're taking some things away. Will that inconvenience me enough that I should just pay the four ninety nine or nine ninety nine or whatever it is to get it done? I had a, I was using Adobe, you know, the cloud the cloud creator edition, and I had Audition, right, that I bought for ten bucks a month. Well, that went to twelve, and then it went to seventeen, right? And and I was like, you know, uh, Audacity is pretty good. I think I can. I, I'd rather put my money in Afonic instead of Audition. I can get it good enough in Audacity, and then I can drop it to Afonic and let it do its magic. I pay eleven bucks a month for Afonic. That is a service, right? We talked about uh, Timmy. Timmy. Ta. Timmy. Timmy uh great service by the way uh yeah. you know and it's like sometimes guys if you're going to do your transcripts don't try and do them yourself like get them as close as you can and spend a little money on it but we'll we'll cut those corners and be like oh no i don't want to spend 3.99 to do this and you're like just drop the cash and it's so much more convenient only you can decide that right, and so right. you know do a good do do some good accounting and say what's it worth to me but man, I am super guilty of spending five dollars to save a nickel
0: yeah yeah i that and i I am famous for buying courses that i don't watch yeah you're a course hound you buy uh, a lot i go and half the time i do that because i want to go through their onboarding process but pretty much everybody's got that down you know you get the welcome email you get the, the you know it's like okay everybody's kind of doing that there's nothing really to learn there but uh um i just saw where malcolm gladwell and now herbie hancock have things on master class well again i think it was a black friday thing I paid, I forget what it was, it wasn't a huge amount of money to have like a forever license to everything on Masterclass. Because I was like, well, that's because they said at the time like Ron Howard was coming in and uh, I think Scorsese, like all these people on story. I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm, I'm putting the money down and I have not been back. I watched like two lessons on Christina Aguilera on singing and I just wanted to hear her sing. I think she's got an awesome talent. And most of it was not about It wasn't her singing. It was her talking about the music business and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, shut up and sing, you know, but so far she hasn't. And I haven't been back. But uh, uh, when I saw Malcolm Gladwell on storytelling, like, I need to do that. And there's a, I think it was a joke a comedian said on, I forget what TV show I was watching. And he was talking about actual physical books. And he goes, I love buying a physical book because in my mind, I still think I have the time to actually read it. (laughs) And that's listen. so true.
1: I have two books sitting on my desk at work that I keep thinking uh, someday. Yeah, someday I'm going to
0: read again. I'm going to read. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, but um, Man, that, that one flew by today. We, we were did, a little late. Well, I'm so. going to say we started ten minutes late. That's that's true. But uh, yeah. So if um, thank you to the chat room for being patient this morning. Um, I can't wait to uh, reboot, and we'll we'll do a little post-show here. But, uh, Jim, anything fun coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah,
1: we continue. Mike and I continue to do a series where we're just doing news and reviews and product updates. By the way, it's what I say in my opening line. We're actually doing what we say, which is kind of interesting. And, uh, and so it's just been a ton of fun to just kind of get back to the podcasting basics of just he and I and getting some information out. And we've been an interview podcast for so long that... It's kind of nice. We, we've done two in a row and I still love the interviews, but it's been nice to kind of get back to that news
0: for tech. I'm going to go to a, this week, I, I think this is what I'm going to do. I've got, it, it's kind of good because I have a lot of ideas. Like I'm not short on ideas, but I've had so many people ask about this. I might actually do an episode and and play clips of like, what does 64 mono sound like? What does 128 stereo sound like? What does What does this sound like? What does 31 mono sound like? And that's where you go, oh, that's, that's bad and kind of get into, and I, I, it's kind of weird. I think there are people that don't understand when I say stereo, like what does that mean? Because they've never heard anything mono. It sounds weird. So I I might actually do kind of a audio one-on-one and what makes bad audio, how to avoid it, uh, things like that. It's kind of a, and part of me goes, ah, but most of the people that are listening that are podcasters already know that. And I'm like, yeah, but every now and then I got to do an episode for the people that need that info because hopefully they'll then sign up for the school of podcasting. So, yeah. I think that's if that's not this week, it's going to be coming soon. I was just I keep getting that question a lot and just the whole in some cases I don't know that I would add this in, but I don't think people understand like the difference between a kilobyte and a megabyte. Like we're talking computer 101 stuff uh because they're they're running out of storage space and it's like, well, you know, if you make one file and it's 192 kilobits stereo and it's 90 minutes, you, you're, there goes your 50 mags out the window. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I think that's what's coming up. You can find uh, Jim again over at TV. Find me at SchoolOfPodcasting.com. And you can find us here every Saturday, 1030 Eastern Standard Time, unless, of course, there are major technical issues, uh, at uh, AskThePodcastCoach.com slash live. So thanks for the chat room. Uh, for hanging around, and uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. you podcast is part of the power of podcasting network find it at powerofpodcasting.com. changing the world one download at a time